Mm, 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 mm. My God. Anybody know where we left off at? I might skip where we left off at anyway. Huh? So we going to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And for the record's sake, do anybody remember what the subject is? Facts about your future. Because guess what? We said we are saints of the Most High God. So there are some things that we need to know and understand concerning the people of God, which would be us. Am I right? So everything is not cut and dry. There is in a saint's life some good days, some bad days, some hills to climb, there's some valleys that come on somebody. So this walk is not a cakewalk. We got trouble on every side. Come on now. But guess what? You got to allow your faith to override your troubles. Come on now. You got to allow your confidence in God to override your negativism that comes your way. Because your negative, did I like that word? Your negativism is coming your way. Amen. So, Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. But what we're going to do is going to bag up to 17. Because it, it, it needs some more stuff. It needs some more stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? It needs some more stuff. There's a little bit at the bottom, but we need some more stuff. Verse 17 says, Brethren, be followers together of me. This is Paul talking. And mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an example. So guess what? If you're looking for an example of how to walk in this life, Jesus is gone, but he left the apostles. Jesus is gone, but he left his word. Jesus is gone, but he left the Holy Ghost. So you got good example of how we're supposed to walk. So then he says, For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are an enemy this man was weeping because folks were professing to know God but walking in the opposite direction. They were walking contrary to the doctrine. They were walking contrary to the belief in Christ to the point that it hurt Paul's heart. <coughs> huh? So guess what? We have to make sure that in our walk, we're not walking like
like an enemy. Come on now. 19 verse says, Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and their glory is their shame, who mind earthly. Uh uh, wait a minute. What did he say? First he said, The end. He know all the way to the end. The end is their destruction. Might not happen right now, but at the very end of their day, it's going to be destruction. And then, the God that they claim they serve, but the God that they serve is the one of their belly. Mm, your appetites. Your desires. Huh? What you put before God. In other words, your flesh. You put your flesh before you put your walk with God. Whose glory is in their shame. You get your glory now because later you won't get none. Huh? You get your glory while you're here on earth because when you get, if you make it to glory, you ain't going to get none. If your shame, if your glory going to be your shame now, you're not getting them. Who mind earthly things. So it lets you know where your heart is because your heart is where your mind is. That you mind more of earthly things than you got your focus on glory. Come on somebody. <laughs> Get the women here for a minute. You desire to have your mind on Gucci bags instead of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Brothers, you got your mind on the alligator shoes instead of the Holy Ghost. Stacy Adams, see that? Got one of them over there in that corner. <laughs> An example is that your mind first is on your materialistic things more than it is on heavenly things. We don't mind looking for uh, a good sale, but we don't look for a good presentation from the Holy Ghost. Because the presentation from the Holy Ghost is what's got to take us to glory. So therefore, guess what? We're hooked up on the earthly thing and guess what? Now we're not minding our, our got our minds on spiritual things. Hmm. God is a spirit. And them that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you got to make sure you got your mind in the right place. Huh? That makes sense? So, the 21st says, For our conversation is in... <coughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. For our conversation is what? Is in heaven. And so are you communicating with heaven? Are you having a dialogue with God? Are you calling on him for communication? Are you calling on God? Just talk to me for a little while, Lord. Hmm. 
Hmm. That's the only way our communication can be in heaven. Is we communicate with the Lord. So now you have to ask yourself. How often do I desire to talk with him? Wow. You know what? You don't know what you be missing out on. You don't know what God want to talk to you about. But since you choose not to communicate with him, why should he tell you anything? Come on now. He might want to tell you your healing is right around the corner. He might want to tell you I'm going to take you to another level. But if y'all ain't got no communication, why should he tell you anything? That makes sense? He said, from which also we look for the Savior. Are you looking for Christ? Are you still just going on about hearing of Christ? You got to get to the point that you stop going on about hearing about him. You got to start looking for him. Huh? We are to look for the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. We got to look for him. Come on now. If you're looking for something, you look for it early. You can't look for Christ at the last minute. When hell and high water come, ain't no point you looking for it then. You got to be an already look for him. He got to be an already heard from you. He had already know that you called it on him. And then he would say, here I am. Yeah. Who shall change? Here we come. Who shall change? Who going to change you? Jesus Christ has got to change you. <coughs> Who shall change? Don't get ahead of me, sister. Who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body? You got to have a glorified body when you leave here. So guess what? Ain't no point in us pamping on this one. Because we can't keep it. It's got to be changed. Amen. That be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According to the working whereby he is able even to subduce all things unto himself. Now, when you look at the phrase, his Glorified body. I had to call up something so that you would understand that it's different. And that was in John chapter 20, verse 17. Jesus told him, Touch me not, for I have not ascended unto my father. So guess what? The glorified body and the flesh don't mix. You got to either be glorified or you still going to be flesh. Hmm. 
Somebody found that scripture. Read it, Aunt Tina. John 20, verse 17. You put on a home rag to fit in with the crowd. You don't 
go down there with no tie, no neck, no, no white shirt, neck tie on, and, and suit pants, and got your state on, you to throw your sneakers back on, you got your cutout blue jeans, you got your, uh, 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 you got your long, uh, uh, what you call it, your long jersey with number 10 on it, 19. <laughs> huh? Because guess what? You want to fit in. Huh? You want to look like you ain't never left, Jay. But guess what? At some point in time, we got to leave. At some point in time, you got to leave where you was to get where you're going. Come on now. And you know what that called? That means you got to kick some folks to the curb. I didn't say put them on the curb. I said kick them to the curb. Because you put them on the curb, they know, they know you didn't mean to leave them. But if you put the foot to them, oh, he being busy now. Come on, somebody. They got to know that you mean business by where you trying to go. If you're trying to make heaven your home, they need to know you're trying to make heaven your home. Because why? Because you have changed your citizenship. So stop living like your plan, like you plan to stay here. We still want to live like we plan to stay here. We're not looking for the glory of God to be revealed. We got to live expecting the deliverer to come, and that's Jesus Christ. So he would change our natural body to look like his glorious body. Now think about it. Did Jesus have to have a glorious body to go back to glory? What do you think you're going to have to have? Huh? He didn't pamper his. He took the whipping. He looked at he was bloody. He took the nails driven in his hands and his feet. He took the, the, the spirit that was pierced in his side. He took the crown of thorns that they put on his head and blood came streaming down. He didn't pamper on that body because he know he didn't come to stay in that body. That's why when he got up from the grave, he got up with a glorified body. Giving you an example that when the change come, you got to receive a glorified body. Now, if you don't receive a glorified body, you know you've been left. Ooh. Hmm. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Time, saints, out that we walk this, stop walking this Christian life haphazardly. You got to walk it on purpose. If you're walking it on purpose, it ain't hard to walk, you know. Uh, but if you're walking in a strain, come on somebody. When you're walking in a strain, you, you can't hardly make it. God is never out front. He's always behind you when you're walking in a strain. But if you're walking in life in a what a purpose, guess what? You walking tall, you walking looking for God, you walking holding on to God. 
כמו זמר. Anyway, there's a song that they used to sing that went like this. I'm chasing after you no matter what I got to do because I need you more and more. Come on, somebody. When are you going to start chasing after? Huh? Y'all know what it means to chase after. It ain't nothing strange to you. Come on, somebody. guess what? It was an urgency that I had for her love. You and I has got to have an urgency for the love of God. Come on somebody. You can't wait till late to search for him. You got to search for him early. Amen. If you want to make your day right or you want to make your day full of strength, if you want to make your day full of joy, you got to search for God early. Because guess what? The enemy is always ready to derail you at any time of your day. Huh? <coughs> what did I say we were going? We're going to get there before I get y'all out of my life. 1 Thessalonians 14, verses 13. Let's begin to read. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Here, ignorant means he would have you not to be unlearned. He wants you to have knowledge. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even if others which have no hope. Now he's talking about those that has passed on in Christ. There's a lot of folks passed, but everybody didn't pass on in Christ. We go and visit a lot of folks that done died, but a lot of them didn't die in Christ. But yet still, you still keep trying to put wings on them. Huh? I have not yet been to a funeral that everybody wasn't going to hell. 
but they were on their way to hell. Come on now. You know that. You know the saying. It didn't make no difference that they were a murderer, a robber, a rapist, it, a, a drug dealer. It didn't make, it didn't make no difference. Y'all still put them in hell. Y'all just in bum rush heaven with a bunch of thieves. Huh? Can you imagine how heaven would look? God Almighty. God even have to find somewhere else to live. Huh? Right, they know they were hell bound. They still were trying to stick wings on them. But this was concerning them that was dead in Christ Jesus. I didn't say go to church. I said dead in Christ Jesus. It's a different from going to church and being dead in Christ Jesus. Because guess what? The devil go to church. Oh, Lord. Huh? He go to church and try to disrupt you. Keep you from serving God. Come through the door talking crazy. Come through the door with all kinds of spirits. Say, for if we believe, uh-oh, they're your key words. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus Will God bring with him? Now, let me stop right there because too many folks have got that part kind of twisted up. They cannot come back with God unless it is the second advent. When the second advent comes, yes, they're coming back with Christ. They're coming back with God. But now we're talking about Jesus Christ taking them up. They got to go up with Jesus before they can come back down with God. Did y'all get that one? Because if I'm not mistaken, it said, even so them also sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. That's the second advent. They got to go up before they can come back down. We got to go up before we come back down. There is a day that the saints of God is coming back down. But you got to make it up first. Because ah. you do know he's coming twice. You know, blessed are them that have part in the what? The first resurrection. Because the second resurrection has no power. Ah. So that sounds like he's going back two times here, right? Mm. So you got to make sure you make the first trip. So, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Now, these are the apostles are talking now. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the who? So that means that Jesus has got to come. Shall not prevent them which are asleep. So guess what? They must have a risen thing. 
they had to be still asleep. And for them to have been asleep, they still had to be in the grave. Am I in the book? Because he said that because you are alive, you won't prevent them that are asleep. Prevent them and you ain't going to stop them from getting up. You're not going to get in their way, Jane. Hmm. Shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself. Uh-oh. Now, see, we're talking about two different things. Now, at first, we were talking about them coming back with God. Now, we're talking about them uh, hearing the Lord. For the Lord shall descend from heaven. He done went up and got his glorified body. Now, he finna come back down. And the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that lets you know right there that they still in the ground. But they're going to be the first, those that are in the ground is going to be the first one to get up. That died in Christ. Not everybody that's in the ground didn't die in Christ. So let me tell you something. Stop putting folks in heaven before it's time. Because if they gone to heaven, we'd have missed the resurrection. Huh? If they done already made it to the month, we're lost. Because that would mean to say that God had already raised the dead. And the Bible said that the Lord has got to come with a shout. And descend from heaven with the shout of the archangel. And the trump shall sound, and then they shall what? Get up. <coughs> and the dead in Christ shall ride first. Wait a minute. If you got one foot in the grave, and the other one on a banana peel, you better get your act together. Because if you don't, you ain't gonna be getting up. You're gonna die and you're gonna be in the grave to judgment time. And if God leaves you there to judgment time, you already know you got a sinner's coming. Uh, Make sure you ain't the one staying down. 
Sitting in, ain't Give you something to think about. If your feet, check this one. If your feet is still on the ground on that day, you have missed the real going home celebration. Because guess what? After that day, that which was holding the Antichrist back will be released. 
ain't seen chaos like chaos gonna be. You ain't seen nasty rulers like nasty rulers gonna be. You haven't seen heartless folks in charge like they gonna be. It's gonna be heartless. Hmm. And we will be in the midst of a heartless generation if we get left. We think it's tough now. It's going to get tough before it gets tougher. Boy, but when it gets tougher, God said he's going to make a way for the church to escape. Am I right? escape the things that's coming up on this earth. But guess what? You got to know how to follow it too. Amen? Go to moving right along. Go, 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 go. Where we going? Thessalonians chapter 3. Is that it? 1 Thessalonians 3 verses 11 through 13. See what it said. I think I'm gonna skip that one. I'm gonna go down to. I'm gonna go down to. First Thessalonians five. Let's go to five. I think it's gonna be more meaty, and I might not read all of that, but we're gonna read the biggest portion of. It. Are we there? First Thessalonians five, beginning at the first verse, it says. And the season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourself perfectly know perfectly that the day of the Lord so coming. The, so guess what he's saying? If you've been in the word of God, you've been taught in the word of God, you already know what the scripture said, that Jesus Christ is coming, and ain't nobody going to know the day that he's going to come. Nobody going to know the day. Nobody going to know the hour, huh, that when our Lord Jesus returns. Ain't that what it said? So he going to come like a thief come. Not as a thief, but in the same principles that a thief come. A thief don't warn you that he finna steal from you. You just come home and be surprised that somebody done stole your stuff. Huh? And if they come in your house, they ramshackle. Because they want to make sure they don't leave no stone unturned. Or you might have some expensive coins and jewelry. You know. So the Lord said, the same principles that the thief come 
That's how I'm going to arrive at your house. Mm. He's going to arrive at your house and you're not prepared to go?
And he said, Then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman, and they shall not escape. That is the last day. Church gone. When God comes back for destruction, that's the second advent. When he comes back from the for the church, that's gonna be a silent move. Wait a minute. Lord, did you say that? Just say that. When he comes back from the church, that's gonna be a silent move. Everybody ain't gonna know he done got the church and gone. Wow. Only them that is of the church is gonna know it because they're gonna be extracted. It's gonna be a silent move. That trumpet is going to be the only one that's going to be able to hear the trumpet is the one that is dead in Christ and them that remain in Christ. Everybody else ain't going to hear nothing. Until they carry you peace and safety. And then he said, sudden destruction come and they will not escape. That means that all hell finna break loose. Hmm. These are facts. But then he said, for you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Huh? That day should not even take come close to you. That day should not overtake you as a thief. Why? Because you should be gone. If the church is gone, you ought to be gone. Hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Six verse says. Wait a minute. We forgot verse 5. Let's read verse 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. And we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. What? You are not paying attention to your Christian walk with God. And if you're not paying attention to it, you're sleeping. And if you're sleeping, you're walking in darkness. You have forgotten that you were a child of the day. You forgot that you were a child of light. If you're walking in the light, you ain't stumbling in the dark. Come on now. But if we're still stumbling over the stuff we get, keep getting caught up in, guess what? We're walking in darkness. And that day is going to catch us like a thief. Mm. Look what he says. Therefore, let us.
us not sleep as others do. As others do. But let us walk and be sober. Huh? But, and guess what? Sober here is not because you're drinking wine. You got to keep a sober mind. You got to keep a ready mind. You got to keep focus. A drunk person don't stay focused. If you let the world keep you drunk, you can't stay focused. If you let the world system keep you drunk on what God is saying, you can't be focused. But they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we be wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even also. So guess what? What's your attire? What you wearing? If you got on a breastplate of plate, you got on a breastplate of love, if you protecting that head of yours with the hope of salvation, you got to protect your mind. Huh? You got to watch what you give your mind over to. And guess what? It will not be God's fault because God said in his word, I did not appoint you to my wrath. God didn't appoint you to wrath. He appointed you to salvation. You chose the wrath of God. How? By not obeying his word. Hmm. That makes sense? According then, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us keep wide awake. Let us keep alert. Let us be watchful. Let us be cautious. Let us be on our guard. Oh. And let us be sober, mean, calm, collected, and circumspect. So we got to stop walking in this world like we drunk to everything. You know, a drunk person here. Everything is everything. Have you ever seen a drunk person? That everything is everything. You know what I mean? Come on. Then my husband had Because everything is everything. The mind of a drunk person. Huh? No sense of reality. They have no urgency of the time. Because everything is everything. And we got to stop walking around like everything is everything because it's not. Come on, somebody. 
You got to know, redeem, you got to deem the time because the days are evil. The days are evil. Stop looking for some good days. The days are evil. Come on now. You ain't going to resurrect no peace and safety. It ain't in the book. If you're waiting for it, you're waiting in vain. What you need to be doing is making preparation to get up out of here. That's where your future and your hope lies. And making preparation to get up out of here. Come on now. Hypothetically, hypothetically, if all of your time is based on being successful as a manager, being successful on the job, or being successful owning your own business, all of your time is in vain. Because you, you know what? Because you can let your career keep you from working toward you getting up out of here. That makes sense. And you say, everybody be waiting to get her a whole big old uh, chain of hotels. She be. Top dog. But guess what? Ain't no hotel going to hell. Y'all hear me? Coco might be the want to be the biggest um, uh, what they call it? Entrepreneur uh, in, 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 in the state of Arkansas. But it ain't going to hell. So whatever you got planned that's outside of the will of God, it ain't going to heaven either. So what you got to work on is being in the will of God at all costs. And it's going to cost you something. But the problem is we don't want stuff to cost us anything. But for you to be in the will of God, it's going to cost you something. And you need to learn how to count up the cost. Amen. We have been studying and being taught the word of God that you are aware of the coming of the Lord. We talk about it. We got the week. Lesson after lesson. Sunday after Sunday. Ain't a saint of God has no reason to be ignorant about the Lord coming. And it shouldn't catch you unexpected or ever feet. Stop listening to the world about peace and safety. All is